Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Angry Millennial Podcast with your host, Jose Rosado, and co-host, Stevie Chris, where we talk to creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and passions about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be sure to check out our site, theangrymillennialshow.com, and sign up for our newsletter to be eligible for prizes and giveaways, as well as stay up to date with new shows and upcoming guests. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, who doesn't love really well-designed photography clothing? Check out clickgearclothing.com, a lifestyle for urban photographers. All Angry Millennial listeners can use coupon code ANGRYPHOTO to receive 20% off any order. And the first three people who sign up for our newsletter after the show will get a free $25 gift card. Now, guys, be sure to also check them out on Instagram at ClickGearClothingLTD. Hey, guys. So on today's episode of uh, the Angry Millennial Podcast, we actually got to sit down with Ron Jouts. Uh, you may know the name. Um, he's actually a photographer as well for the past you know, 30 years. Um, but what he's been doing a lot lately is dealing with regards to his position as the co-chairman of the New York chapter of the APA, which is the American Photographic Artists. Uh, it's a national organization that works with supporting photographers on the business of photography with a focus of community, education, advocacy, and inspiration. So what's really interesting is uh, when we spoke with Ron was that, you know, I had met him a few times at some events, um, you know, we had spoken about, you know, we joined the APA, that kind of thing. But when we really started talking about what he's been doing a lot lately is, you know, been really interesting. He's been really big and involved in, you know, the bigger scene and behind the scenes, basically as a big supporter of photographers' rights. Um, you know, he's even spoken before uh, Congress about the copyright reform that a lot of, of artists, not just photographers, but a lot of artists in general, really want to see and and are really kind of, you know, kind of pushing for. Um, so, you know, the great thing is that we were lucky enough to kind of head up to New York and and kind of record out of the offices of the APA. Um, so, you know, it's been great. So definitely check them out. And, you know, I think I was really like hearing from not only, you know, a photographer who just, you know, works on their own business, um, but more someone who's literally on the front lines, um, you know, kind of fighting for the rights of, of all of us, you know, all of us photographers and, and creatives um, about, you know, an, a much easier, different approach to take with more support from the government regarding uh, copyright. So, um, you know, this is a great, great, great episode. Um, we were able to kind of talk about a whole bunch of stuff as usual. Um, and, uh, I think you guys are really going to like it. All right. So enjoy the show. So Ron, thanks for coming in today. Yes, oh, well, welcome to New York, you guys. Uh, <laughs> glad to be on the angry millennial show and glad to have you here at the APA offices in New York. Yeah. And, it's, uh, it's a great place. And we, we were just walking in the, uh, even the lobby is really nice. Yeah. With the metal and the... And well, the you're way of. too kind. I hate <laughs> Our lobby has a little uh, fountain. Yeah. So every time I come in, you know, next you know where the next stop is. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so Ron, I know we've met at a phase one standout event in, uh, in New York City a few months back. Yeah, that's right. Great event. Yes, it was. 
And, uh, and, you know, we saw each other again at Photo Plus, you know, yeah. in New York as well. Jose, bad pennies keep turning up. I know, right? right? <laughs> right. You just can't get rid of me. Um, but tell me, catch me up on what you've been up to the last few weeks. Actually, there's been a lot going on. Um, even beyond my shooting, I just finished a, a three-day job for Merrill Lynch. Oh, wow, which nice. Which is really fun. Nice. You know, I, I love shooting people on location, so I was doing some work with them last week. Or, yeah, week before last. And then last week... It was a lot of fun. I was down in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill doing some advocacy work for uh, copyright reform. Oh, and, oh great. Uh, you nice. know, I had to put on a suit and tie right, right, and right. Uh, go meet some congressmen and was there with um, some other APA members mm-hmm. and uh, other organizations that are also, you know, all of our organizations are, are trying to make inroads on better copyright laws yeah. for creators, mm-hmm. yeah. not just photographers, yeah. actually, but also all creators, songwriters, uh, writers, painters, everybody, we're all the grassroots creative people. Right. Yeah. And, you know, most of us don't understand or, frankly, have an interest in copyright. But right. it's hugely important. So I've been doing a lot of stuff like that lately. Nice. That's Great. pretty cool. That's- so, I mean, it's... Uh- it's it's very interesting. Most people take to the internet to argue about copyright laws, but you are on the ground in the trenches in D.C. on the hill, literally, uh, and that's pretty interesting. So yeah, you know, it's it. something different. It's a lot of fun. Right. But what I really enjoy about it is is you're talking one on one with the congressmen that are in the Creative Rights Caucus. So you, you know you know how Congress works. There's lots of people, mm-hmm. and then they break down to smaller groups mm-hmm. to make decisions, and then they pass on their recommendations to be right. voted on. You know, probably years in advance, right? Right, right. But right. Um, but so we met with a small group of people, and actually uh, yesterday there was another APA was involved with another thing out in Los Angeles where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a dozen congressmen went on a little road trip because they always hear from people in New York and D.C. Right, right. Yeah. But they wanted to hear about copyright. In L.A., and, yeah. And how in, it affects the small yeah. creator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, which I think is pretty cool. That is then. pretty neat. So. Nice. So is it is it just like House of Cards? <laughs> well, <laughs> Capitol Hill's a... a its own place. Yeah. It absolutely <laughs> is. And, uh, Say no more. Yeah. You, you know, I, I was, um, I spent the first dozen years of my career in DC mm-hmm. and I had White House clearance, Pentagon clearance. Oh, I was wow. on the Hill a lot. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. photographed half the Supreme Court justices. Oh, I mean, wow. More senators and congressmen you can shake a stick at. And right. I mean, that's actually part of the reason I left. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know, you get tired of photographing those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I heard some, sure. someone asked Kevin Spacey about what he thought, because he had to do a lot of research for yeah. his role in House of Cards. And I, his his answer was just priceless. And his face was more so, but well, you, you, have, you have to see it. <laughs> Nothing good to say. Now, now you made me curious. <laughs> I'm going to go Google that. I have to yeah. hear that one. It's, for uh, sure. Yeah, for you'll sure. like it. Um, so, Ron, something we spoke about with uh, with Doug Peterson, who we had on last night, you know, from, um, from Digital Transitions. Yeah. Uh, was how and a lot of companies it's it's pretty much imperative like almost like a, a rule that their employees are working photographers who can speak from experience on what issues creatives face so you know is that what you found with everyone who works at APA I mean granted there's like the accountants and other people but is it mostly just a bunch of photographers who have the experience and, and kind of want to fight for the advocacy and the rights of of other creatives well, APA is uh, an interesting little animal because we're 
for the most part, all volunteer. Mm -hmm. So we're all photographers of, of one shade or another. Mm -hmm. um, years and years ago, when our organization was started, we were the advertising photographers of America. Mm -hmm. um, now that all the changes, digital changes, the changes in our industry, we've become yeah. more inclusive. So we changed the name to uh, American Photographic Artists to mm -hmm. include other people because we've become more interested in the community right. of the, the the greater community of photographers and support people. So mm -hmm. it's it's more everyone that's involved with APA. It's kind of natural that they already are when they're coming in to work with you guys. Exactly. Yeah. And, and everybody in, um, we have chapters all over the country mm -hmm. yeah. and everyone that runs a chapter or the people at our national level are all working photographers. Yeah. yeah. There, we do have a few employees that help run the individual chapters. Mm -hmm. So they're actually hired usually on a part-time basis. Right. Cause you know, it's not a, a huge thing, yeah. but, um, so we, we have some people that, and they, they take care of more administrative things. Right. 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 But also a lot of them, like our executive director at the national level, mm -hmm. um, she's so involved in every little aspect from, right. mm -hmm. from membership to the events we produce to advocacy. Nice. Yeah. So that's it's cool. very close knit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Um, so speaking of the APA and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, separate chapters and all that, um, I myself was part of PPA right. for a couple of years and ASMP and everything. Um, so what, how does APA kind of differ from those two associations? Or just any other ones really. Like yeah. And, and there are that. a lot of associations. Yeah. Right. And I feel like those are two of the main ones that kind of. Right. A lot of people gravitate towards. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, other than APA, of course. <laughs> a, well, a, I'll be honest, a, ASMP is kind of like the Mac Daddy, right? Yeah, right, they, right. They've been around the longest. They have um, a, a great history. Yeah. And I'm a member. I've been uh -huh. a member for 20 some years of ASMP. Mm -hmm. um, I actually was one of the founders of the Central Virginia chapter of ASMP and proud of that. Um, but there are differences. Yeah. I mentioned we used to be the Advertising Photographers of America. ASMP used to be American, um, the American Society Magazine Photographers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I joined, I started my career doing mostly magazine work. Yeah. And so that was a natural place to go. They've also changed their name to be more inclusive. So right. American Society Media Photographers. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That includes everything. Right. Uh -huh. But the biggest difference probably, ASMP, APA, is... ASMP is kind of a top-down organization. Mm -hmm. So they have a central office. They have an, an executive, you know, hired executive director. Their office yeah. is in Philly. You know, you, mm -hmm. you probably know a whole mm -hmm. bunch of the people. And um, Tom Kennedy runs it, and he's a great guy. And APA is more from the bottom up. Right. So we're yeah. all photographers that volunteer to do what we think is important to help promote photography and support photography and the business of photography. Yeah. So it's, it feels almost a little bit like a grassroots more so than those other two kind of feel. Yeah. I, in, I, in a way. Yeah. In a way, yeah. I guess you could say that because, you know, look, they have lots of members yeah. as well. The same we do too. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, we generate, like for example, the New York board, mm -hmm. there's eight of us on the New York chapter board yeah. and we'll sit around and talk about what's important for New York. Right. 
and let me just take one second and say, it's called the New York chapter, but we cover the whole Northeast region. Oh, wow. From Pennsylvania, New Ohio, England. Okay. all the way to Maine. Oh, wow. So we okay. have members in the New York chapter, a lot of them in Philly, mm-hmm. but you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, Portland, Maine, right. um, a lot in the Boston area. So we cover a big area, yeah. although we are fairly New York-centric. Right. So with, I mean, with the APA or, you know, any organization like that, APA specifically, what what's important? Like photographers that might not be a member already, why would it be important for them to be a member? Like I asked you before we started about insurance that a lot of people I know don't really think about that much, but yeah. you should. Like Have to. Yeah. What, what, what would you tell them? Like, how would you convince them that it really is important to be involved with something like this? Yeah, and there's no one answer because yeah. everybody's different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have a lot of members that come to us because of insurance. Yeah, um, We have a lot of members that say the reason we join is for the advocacy. Mm-hmm. We have other members that join because APA gives a 10% discount at the Apple store. <laughs> no, think about that. No, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. we work hard at negotiating partnerships yeah. with different people. But if you've got to buy a new MacBook, you know? Yeah, yeah. You get ten percent off. You've paid for your membership yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, right ten, there. Ten percent helps. Yeah. So, yeah, especially at the Apple Store. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, people come for different reasons. Yeah. Another big reason is, and this is especially true of, of younger members, mm-hmm. is we have a big educational aspect of what we do. Mm-hmm. Our website has tons and tons of information on it that. Uh, business information, right. how to write contracts, how to negotiate, yeah, things right. like that. It's it's hugely useful, yeah. especially if you're starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do a lot of seminars. Each of the chapters will do different things. Right. Uh, New York chapter, we do probably 10 times a year. We usually skip skip in the summer, right. um, but, but 10 or 11 times a year, we do some kind of seminar that is mm-hmm. geared toward helping Photographers, yeah, a marketing seminar. Um, we have one coming up. I'll do a little plug if that's yeah, okay. no, you know, totally. De- December second, we're doing one on copyright, where we're actually gonna bring people in to sit down with their laptops and their images, and we're gonna walk everyone through how to do a copyright registration. And maybe we'll get into this a little bit more. In yeah, fact, yeah. I'll make yeah. sure we get into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then we also do networking events. Mm-hmm. So. APA in New York and all the chapters really try to get a community involved. Right. And one of the things that's very important to me, and and I'd like to mention my co-chairman at the New York chapter is Michael Sito. Mm -hmm. And Michael and I both have talked a lot about this. We think that we can't do this job anymore alone. Right. Years ago, you could, you know, it yeah. used to be a guy with a camera and, you know, a brick of film, and then you just go do your thing. And now, you know, we, we need digital techs and retouchers and we need, you know, the jobs I get now, I, I bring stylists in. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. You know, I need a team. Right. Yeah. And what we try to do is create an environment where photographers can meet the people they need to build a team. Mm-hmm. So APA is not just an organization of photographers, mm-hmm. but everybody that could be involved. So we have members who are makeup artists and reps um, prop stylists, uh, um, prop location scouts. We even have some that are clients. Mm. And this is what I really love. We had an event just the other, just Monday. Mm-hmm. And we got together. It was 
well, once a month, I'll, I'll back up a second. Once a month, in addition to our educational or networking seminars, mm-hmm. we have a lecture where an APA photographer will come to the Apple store down in Soho oh, wow. and share his work and talk about what he does and answer questions. And um, we call it the Image Maker Series. Oh, cool. And it's, I, okay, yeah, I've seen have you some seen stuff. That? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Um, so Brad Trent just spoke on Monday, and he's a hugely successful portrait and advertising photographer. Nice. And, oh, cool. Um, and then we most times we'll go out afterwards and, and we'll buy drinks for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was really cool, Monday, we're some little bar down in, in uh, Nolita, and um, you know, we had clients there. I'm, I'm sitting next to people who actually could buy photography. Because yeah. mm-hmm. let's face it, we, we can all go to parties yeah. and meet other photographers. Oh, and yeah. that's fun. It's just, yeah, I mean, but then, then you, you know how it goes in 10 minutes. You're just all, yeah, we're all nerding, <laughs> you're nerding out about gear and yeah. you realize like we're talking four shot. hours is going by and you're like, oh, wait, nothing really happened. You know? <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and it's, yeah, so you made a good point. And that's something that, you know, I was trying to do um, last year when I, I had started this uh, collective, like kind of a creative talent agency. And that was one of the big things was I wasn't seeing was, okay, in L.A., in New York, in Philadelphia, what if we put on just a mixer event? But it wasn't just photographers. It was everyone who basically photographers should meet. So art buyers, art directors, creative directors, um, people behind the scenes, like you said, stylists, makeup artists, hairstylists. And, and you could literally just meet everyone in a very informal kind of environment and hang out at a really great studio in, in that city and say, okay, and you know how it is. Half the time, it, it it's not so much your work is great. And and that's a big part. You have to have solid work and be able to back up you know what you can do. Exactly. But, that that all has to be a given before yeah, any that, of that other right, stuff. Yeah. Right. But it's, nine it's, times it should be a, if yeah, you're doing right. this as a job. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's a given. Right. Yeah. But nine <laughs> times out of ten, the person who's in a hire, the other person, there's some connection. You know, it, it, exactly. it, may, it may be someone that you've emailed uh, stuff to a bunch of times and you kept being consistent with it. Sure. Yeah. But it's probably going to be the person they met two days ago who they got along with and over a drink or over whatever and said, hey, look, I'd love to come by and show you my book. Exactly. It, it, that just goes every time we talk. It goes back to building those relationships, like mm-hmm. establishing a relationship, not yeah. through comments or likes. Absolutely. Face to face, getting that handshake. I mean, that's why. That's why getting Ron's a here. drink. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I saw him twice, yeah, and we were in different things. One of my for, I'm like you said right. in the intro. I've been in business for a long time, uh-huh. and one of my kind of mottos in business is business is an excuse to have relationships. Oh, because nice. what we yeah. do is all relation. I mean, yeah. I have clients I've worked for for 20 years, right? And they just keep. I mean, we have a relationship. I do good work. They. They call me back because I, you know, if I did some crappy work for them, <laughs> you know, we'll just go out for beers. They right. won't hire me anymore. Right. <laughs> but now, you know, they call me, we, we do a job, and then we go out for beers. Right, yeah. So it's, it's hugely important mm-hmm. to have that relationship and build it. The hardest thing in today's day and age, you know, years ago, you could get on the phone and talk to somebody and say, hey, can I stop by, show you right. my work? Mm-hmm. And you'd actually get in the door. Yeah. It doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, maybe in smaller markets, but... Um, how do you meet these people? Yeah. I, I swear, and I, actually I say this, people will ask me, because I, I do some teaching and people who want to get into being photographers or assistants who say, how do I do this? Right, how do you break out yeah, of being an yeah. assistant? Some, sometimes I say the best thing to do 
is find a bar where art directors will go hang out after work yeah. and go hang out. Yeah. Sooner or later, you're going to talk to somebody. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's true. I mean, there's like a, in Chicago, there was a known, I don't want to say dive bar, but it was literally a bar in Chicago that only journalists and writers went to. And if you went there, it was because you worked at one of the papers or you worked here, you worked where, and it was just like everyone there was in the know, was in the, in the industry but you, you literally, it was kind of like a boys club where if you weren't in, you couldn't <laughs> yeah. just walk into that bar. Yeah. And, and it was kind of funny because it was that exact same thing where it was like you go there to either bullshit about your job, complain about this, or meet that person and talk about the next project you're going to work on. And it was kind of very much so a tight-knit group. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's uh, like we'd said, when, we, when, we, when I had the idea to start this, it wasn't until I said, okay, let's put up the site. And the whole reason I was putting up the site was because Photo Plus was that week. So I was like, we're going to Photo Plus. <laughs> Let me at least put the site up. And it launched two days before we went to Photo Plus. So not at all. Very, very <laughs> well established. And it was insane how just being there yes. in person and asking people rather than email, a text, or a Facebook message, or even a mailer, it just asking them in person, hey, do you want to sit down for half an hour? Yeah. And, and the only overwhelming response we got was was very positive. It's crazy. We we did not expect to get any of that going up to Photo Plus, but it yeah. go, it goes to show you. You just got to get off your ass, <laughs> stop typing comments and liking <laughs> shit on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a face. Put yeah. Your, put, no, and you're put right. Your hand and, out there. And kudos to you guys for thinking ahead to just even two days notice before PPE to just go. Damn, let's go live. Mm -hmm. Now you have something to show somebody. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's not so, just this. Yeah, you're not going, well, <laughs> yes. someday I want to put this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you actually had something to show. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, meeting people face to face. One thing I find in, in this whole industry, be it su suppliers, you know, vendors mm -hmm. or photographers, um, even the client end, you know, everybody is nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you don't get into this creative field. Creative people in general are nice. So they want to help each other. Right. Yeah. And I, I think I'm, that comes back to APA. We have yeah. a lot of people get involved and, you know, go, hey, how can I help? Can I volunteer? Right. Now, there's, there's an, another important aspect to that. Mm -hmm. And that is when you get involved, you meet more people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I mean, so, it's like you said, it's just, it's advocating the community aspect. Yeah. And, and like you said, just meeting other people, realizing we're all in this together. Exactly. Not everyone is competition. Not everyone. And honestly, even when you're in a market like this, I always look at it. Well, it's a huge market, but that's just it. It's a huge market. And even if you're in a small market, there's another guy who's pretty much you're, you're, you're the two main guys butting heads and you're fighting for jobs and you hate this guy. Why don't you team up with him? Yeah. Your biggest and, competitor could right. end up giving you your biggest job yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And, and 98% of photographers are okay with, hey, you know, what are you doing? Oh, can you help me out? Or what would right. you charge for yeah. this or something? And, you know, I, I don't want to get into, you know, there's no price fixing going on. This is a whole <laughs> thing, you know, the government doesn't like right. us doing this stuff. But, but nothing stops me from talking to you and saying, mm -hmm. you know, hey, you know, have you ever done anything like this? How do I approach this? Yeah. Or, or what, I love that picture you did. What's, what, how'd you like that? Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. right. come on. And the people that I've run into over many years, who hold their cards close to the vest mm -hmm. 
you know, okay, that that's fine, but you know, most of us can figure it all out anyway. Right. I mean, there let's are be honest, no secrets. There's the internet now. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. called yeah. YouTube and Google. Yeah, Google it. Don't, and you, you know, you'll find whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. It's it's if someone comes to you, it's most of the time because they genuinely like you and your work, and you should view it that way. Because I could just mm-hmm. go into Google and look up anything and and just take that for for what it is. But at the same time, if you're you know, taking the time out and, and it was kind of uh, running to the next question. So I know you ran a photo gallery in Richmond for a few years. Uh, yeah. So I wonder what that was like. But again, it's the same thing where you wouldn't have done that unless you were a kind of person where you could, you know, have people approach you for advice and stuff like that. And you're open about it, you know? Yeah. Well, that chapter in my life was interesting. So I spent a long time in D.C. Mm-hmm. And um as these things happen, you know, I ended up in Richmond, Virginia for a couple of years. Uh, I, I followed a woman down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I followed I a woman to Maryland. more than that. So, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it was good because Richmond's a, a good town. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good creative done there. Yeah. The Martin agencies in mm-hmm. Richmond. Mm-hmm. So I did work with them and some smaller agencies and some corporations. There's a lot of corporations down there. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of work for them. And then... Just being involved in the community, I found um, I, I met a guy who was transforming an old tobacco warehouse Whoa. into an oh. art center. Oh wow! I mean, and this That's was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. really cool. <laughs> Four floors of a huge tobacco warehouse, and I got in on. Um, it's on so refreshing what, to hear art center not. He turned it into apartments. <laughs> well, the sad news is six years later, it was turned into luxury condos. Yeah, but you could see that coming, let me, right? Let me get my foot out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so cool because it's like 20-foot ceilings, right. huge windows, yeah. walnut floors. Because nice. I never knew this. Walnut is the only wood that the tobacco weevil or some right. bug that's in the tobacco <laughs> leaves would eat everything else but not walnut oh wow, wow. so <laughs> and you go into the studio and i had a really nice size studio and um it just it smelled of that old tobacco you know it's just really really wonderful yeah but i'm not a studio photographer right mm-hmm. i do some work in a studio from now and then i did some personal projects mm-hmm. But I had this really great space, which, by the way, cost me like one hundred and fifty dollars a month because <laughs> it, it was in the it was in the ghetto. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I had to do this, and right. then I thought, how can I make better use of the space? So I turned it into a gallery. Oh, nice! And in really that cool. time, the two years I had the gallery, it was the only art gallery in the state of Virginia that dealt exclusively in photography. Wow! And That's so, awesome. when was this? It was in the. When was this? This was the late nineties. Late nineties. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I would show my work and I'd have shows, but I put a new show up every month. Wow. And it also gave me an excuse to throw a party every month. Hey, there you (laughs) go. Yeah. And, um, I couldn't generate my own content every month. So I'd have other artists shows. Yeah. Right. Um, Cameron Davidson, who's a, a really great, aerial photographer out of dc and an apa member he had a show there you may know dave david harp um out of baltimore Mm -hmm. does really beautiful work on the chesapeake bay he had a show there um perhaps you know manuelo paganelli uh he's an apa photographer out of la okay and he had a show there work he's done in cuba i mean i could go on and on we had lots of shows and the fun thing i actually in my business you know, accounting. Mm-hmm. I used the gallery. It, it was really written off as a marketing tool, right? Because mm-hmm. every month that I had a new show, I would get uh, 
at least in, if not the cover of the weekend style section of oh, the Richmond Times cool. Dispatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. cool. So, what, and what I found was a lot of my clients wouldn't read too closely and they would just go, Oh, I see that you have another show and it's beautiful work you did in Cuba. But your clients see your name, your clients see you're active, you're doing things. Right. Yeah. You know, and the buzz that you get from doing stuff like that. So it was fun. Yeah. I mean, and, and you got to know as a creative, the biggest thing is um, if you're lucky enough to do just one thing for a whole career, great. But knowing that nowadays it's, it's you know, as a if you're an overall creative person, you're, just, you're, you're gonna you're gonna kind of change direction a couple times. You're gonna try to maybe go from being a painter to a photographer to a graphic designer to, you know, and there might be one staple like photography might be there the entire time. Um, but the big thing is if if you're able to uh, make that one other things build off of each other. So like you said, you ran a photo gallery and that could have been your main thing, but then you go, I'm still a photographer. So I'm going to make these photo gallery parties I do where I'm showing off other photographers' work help bring up my work. And, and in reality, there's nothing wrong with that because, again, you're, you're advocating the community aspect of it. You're bringing in other people. You're helping launch artists. You're just even just having fun. In this well, I, sense of the word. I see Jose's the deep thinker. <laughs> For me, it was a, it was fun, and yeah. every month I got to throw a party. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but what you're saying actually, and I'm glad we kind of morphed into that topic. I think is really important today mm-hmm. because you know, let's let's face it the the industry has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, 20 years ago. Um, you could just be a photographer and you did other things for fun. Right. And most photographers have some kind of personal work they do. So I'm a people on location photographer. That's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how I make a living. Mm -hmm. But my, one of the other loves I have is nature and landscape work. Yeah. I've seen your stuff on your, on your blog was really, you know, and that's just stuff I go out and do on my own. Um, Oh yeah. It was, yeah. The, uh, the New York landscapes. Well, that's urban landscapes. Yeah. You know, I live in New York now, so not so easy. Yeah. They were great. But, um, it all started from a project that I did, um, actually geared it toward doing a coffee table book Mm -hmm. on the Blue Ridge mountains of Virginia and North Carolina. Cool. You know, and I go out all seasons. I go camping for a week at a time and, um, just out of my own passion. Mm Mm-hmm. And I also find doing stuff like that just rejuvenates your own creativity in your soul. Yeah, for sure. But nowadays, I think, like you were saying, to the creativity builds on each other. I think that's really important in this day and age because, you know, let's face it, it's challenging to make a living, especially if you're just starting out, mm-hmm. doing just one thing. Yeah, yeah. The so mo- The money isn't quite there as it used to be. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I so admire younger photographers who are more immersed in technology than I am mm-hmm. because they can, you know, they've, they've got 5,000 followers on a blog and they're selling Google ads on the blog and maybe they're only making $400 a month right now, but, yeah. you know, in two years they might be making 1200 Right. I mean, there, there you go. More, yeah, yeah. So multiple streams of income, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. But all based off of creativity. Yeah. So if you go, well, great. Let me, let me write for f stoppers. Mm-hmm. Let me do photos for this client. Let me do artwork for this gallery. Let me do a blog about this. Let me do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you cobble together 
a living, but it's all stuff you love to do. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. I mean, that, and that's why, you know, I, I did this. It, it's, I knew nothing about it, but I said, hey, I usually can never shut the fuck up. So I don't mind talking <laughs> all the time. Yeah. But the other like brilliance about this, what I think, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, go is, ahead. Um, yeah. Just tell them to shut up. <laughs> you, you have some interest in something. You just call somebody up and go, hey, this is what I do. Can I talk to you? Yeah. How else do you learn things anymore? I mean, certainly you can Google it and watch a video on YouTube and you can learn stuff, but you learn so much more if you can sit down with someone, mm -hmm. talk to them, ask questions. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you go away enriched. Yeah. And that, and that's why people ask me all the first question lately is, oh, you're a photographer. Is it a photography podcast? And I go, eh, not really. Because... I could. I know plenty of photographer friends, yeah. but like we all know, uh, I wanted it to be that pe all kinds of creatives could could listen in and get something out of it. Um, you know, whether it's people like you who kind of peel behind the curtain as to how to have a, a very long and sustaining career as a photographer, or in the aspect of you know what CB brought up, you know some of the things that photographers should know about, like insurance and and everything else and, and that kind of thing. Um, all the stuff we don't want to know about <laughs> right and actually we should you know circle back to that you know i, I know i went off on tangents but no, no uh, i tend to do that i think that's you know part of a creative mind you just mm -hmm. like follow these little tangents yeah. but, mm -hmm. but I, I think it's i think it's very smart of you to do something that you know you can pick and choose and, and i'm glad you didn't keep it to just photographers right you yeah. know, there's other blogs you can do that exactly yeah exactly exactly there's um, plenty of them plenty of them. so being in virginia that um, with this gallery and everything, what what kind of led you to come back to New York? What what was the draw? Well, I I kind of like change. Yeah, you know. So from Richmond, I still because I spent so much time and built relationships in D.C. I still had all those clients, and it's only an hour and a half up the road. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I was still doing a lot of work up there, and um, you know, partly it was let's have a change of pace. And partly it was the um, uh, let's go play in the big leagues. You yeah. Know? So you get to a point after 12 years in a career, you go. Yeah, so it was kind of. But also I'm a New Yorker. Yeah. So um, I wasn't born here, but my whole family was. Okay. I, I actually born up in the Hudson Valley. And um, what part? In uh, Rhinebeck, New York. Do you know Rhinebeck? I was born in Red Hook. Oh, holy yeah, cow. Look at that. <laughs> I have I have family still up there. I am family right in Red Hook too. Yeah. And um it's kind of funny. My first night moving to New York. Yeah. Um I got my apartment and my first night in my apartment, it felt like home. And nice. you know, this is weird, but you know, my mom grew up in the Bronx and my uh -huh. dad was born in Jamaica and oh, you know, okay. so it's yeah. all, all New York centric. Yeah. But um I, I just it felt like home. I knew I was in the right place. So and it's it's been cool. It's been that way now for 15 years, yeah. almost 16. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, um, you know, I know you, you got, like, when did you kind of get into teaching? I know you, you now find yourself being the senior instructor for uh, the New York City Digital Photography Workshops. So, like, you know, how, how kind of was that? Because it was a funny thing that I always, I even wrote about, you know, was, was one of the things that you, you get to a certain point in your career where either you... You feel the need to, like you said, give back or or just you, you've amassed this kind of amount of knowledge that people start asking enough questions where you go, maybe I should start teaching. 
Um, and whether you make any money at it or not, if you're volunteering or whatever, it still is very fulfilling. So I always ask people like, when did you, when was that tipping point, you know, for you, when you decided, you know what, I want to start kind of giving out my knowledge. Well, um, it, it, it is fun to give back. And I know you do a little teaching as mm-hmm. well. And, and so you understand this. Uh, and in a way, we all teach. If, if you're working and you have an assistant, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some way yeah. you're teaching whether you know it or not. Yeah. Right. Um, but it kind of started for me many, many years ago on a dare. Back, <laughs> back, no, I, I know it sounds funny, but no. uh, back when I was in D.C., I went to see a National Geographic photographer, gave a presentation, showed his work, was up on stage talking. There's probably... 50 people, 80 people in a crowd. And I mean, it was, it was really great, very yeah. inspirational. But I walked away and I said to my buddy, you know, that was really great. I love his work, but I, I mean, I, I do good work too. And he goes, yeah, but you don't do a seminar. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I could. He goes, no, you can't. And that was all it took. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I put together a seminar and it was uh, on, on creativity and awareness and all wrapped around that work, I, that project I was doing in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm-hmm. And I rented out a hotel ballroom and I got some friends to help me. And I put together a slideshow back when it was a slide projector. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, damn, if I didn't get 25 people to pay, I forget what I charged, right. you know, 20 bucks or whatever. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, enough to cover my expenses. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think, and I paid my helpers a little bit. And then we all went out to dinner and, and wine. And yeah. uh, I don't think I made any money, but it was more. <laughs> He told me I couldn't do it, yeah. and damn it, I did it. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, like we always talk about, that's part of it. You know, like knowing yeah. it's not going to be perfect. It may be a little, you know, rough around the edges, but you just did it. And then if you want to continue, then you start building off of that and making it better and better and better. But like we know, that's as photographers, we're so used to maybe starting a project, and then it may kind of be dormant, and we may passively pursue it. But in the end, when you're done... It feels good, but at the same time, then you sit there and go, "What now? I'm done." (laughs) But but it feels feel good to say you just teaching. You're never done. Yeah, exactly. Creativity. You're never done. Mm -hmm. Learning. Never done. Everything is a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And one of the things from that very first little you know dare, one of the things I learned was I had a woman come up to me, and and she was very animated. She's actually very angry, and she said, (laughs) "What gives you the right to teach?" Ooh, and I, I thought, well, you know, I've I've been a photographer for a dozen wow. years, and I concentrate on doing this, and I also have the balls to do it. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, that's just and it. what she was. She went immediately to, you know, well, I have a master's degree in this and that and blah blah blah, and and I don't even I can't even teach. And I go, well, yes, you can. Yeah, you know, what's stopping you? Yeah. Just you. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you make things up in life, you give yourself a challenge. And um, I think I think creative people are like that. Mm-hmm. You get some yeah. kind of an idea and, and it's just like, let's see if we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, sometimes it doesn't. I, right. I, I, well, I can't even think of an example because <laughs> they, they just get pushed aside. But you get ideas, nothing comes of it, and you just, okay, next, yeah. move on. Right. But at least, you know, like you said, you're... Whenever that happens, you keep going, and you're always one you're always one step closer then to the thing that will work. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I never thought about this before until your question, but I, I think every little thing you do, you learn something new that helps you grow as a person, grow as an artist. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I think so that started it. And then I didn't teach again until a couple of years ago. And the woman that runs this organization found me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and wrote and said, would you like to interview to be an instructor? And I thought, you know, I haven't done that in a while. It sounds fun. I'll get back involved. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I ended up being good at it. Yeah. So, um, you know, so that's fun. And I tell you, teaching, again, you teach. Mm -hmm. So the great thing about it is you usually learn more than your students. Oh, I tell, no, and I tell (laughs) people all the the time. Yeah. Yeah. I teach, what I teach is I do like a couple of the more advanced classes, but a bulk of it is literally teaching people how to use their camera. Like, like the very, very basics. And some people go, oh, well, isn't that boring? And I said, you know what? That's how I started was I started doing like one-to-one workshops years ago, right? And it was the same thing. It was stuff that I knew and could easily do blindfolded. But every single time I sat with someone and went over stuff, somehow they, I'd learned something. Whether it was they, they tell, them telling me a new way to describe it, a new way to approach it, or just them kind of asking questions and being inquisitive, I always came away with more than what I went in with and I go that's the most fulfilling part absolutely yeah I don't I I haven't really taught classes yet I'm trying to think about maybe doing workshops here or there but every time I have an assistant on set I'm like if you see anything if you think of anything you come tell me don't scream it and blurt it out but come tell me because you know you might see stuff I don't you know help help me learn help me teach you help me help you no absolutely (laughs) and yeah, yeah, this uh, one assistant that I've had somewhat consistently now, it's very fulfilling seeing him, you know, do certain stuff. Uh, Levi. Oh, yeah, yeah, Le- yeah Levi our, Sherman. Our boy Levi. You know, he's been on set a few times and he sent me a message recently like, you know, thanks for having me. I've learning so much. I'm like, it feels great, you know. But No, absolutely. And, and I, I love working with younger people mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. see the world differently oh yeah you know and and that opens your eyes and mm-hmm. it's all part of the creative process you know just because you have 30 years in the business doesn't mean you have a, a lock on creativity right you know? right so right. everybody's creative and i love seeing the world through the eyes of students because right. you know i have a style i have a way of seeing and i try to give people uh, ideas for how they can see uh, one of one of my favorite subjects to teach, and it goes right off of the original one, is creativity and awareness. But it's awareness of the world around you, so you can you can see things because we as photographers see things that the rest of the world don't see. Nice. So um, you know, and, and it's funny. Have you ever heard of the name Alan Watts? Yeah, but remind me where I know the name. From. Um, he was kind of a, a philosopher. And yeah, he, he okay. made like video. There's there's tons of videos yes. of his lectures in the seventies and stuff like that. And there's one you should check it out. He uh, where he talks about how uh, we have so much to learn from younger people than we realize. But because when we get older and we mass experience, we seem to think we know better or we know more. So we tell them, no, 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 no. We're going to tell you how it is. Yeah. When in reality, they're the ones who have all the out of the box thinking. And they're uninhibited and they have this this viewpoint where, like you said, it's it's completely different from your own and you'd be surprised what you could pick up. Yeah. But we tell them, no, 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 this is how it goes because I'm older and I'm your adult and I'm going to tell you. Yeah. But you know what I mean? And, yeah. and it's, I don't know if that'll ever go away. 
Yeah, probably mm-hmm. not. I think it's a human thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, welcome again to New York, pardon the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. sirens, no, the no subway worries. rolling by. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but no, I think that it's it's just as you get older, you get set in the way you do things, and that includes your thinking. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I think especially, well, I was going to say in, in the creative field, but I think it's in almost any field. Oh, yeah. You get new thinking, and you don't know what the breakthroughs will be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, we started talking about it earlier, um, about copyright issues, um, you know, usage and licensing. So let's just get into that a little bit more. What's, you know, let's talk about some things some people might not know or, you know, they should know or maybe, you know, what what kind sure. of reform would you well, well, maybe I'll propose? Not, not even sure where to start yeah, on this, I mean, except right. for photographers. And let me go beyond photographers to any creative artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what is your life? What's your livelihood? It's the work you produce. Yeah, whether you're a songwriter writing a song, or whether you're um, a poet, you know, mm-hmm. and you publish a poem, or if you're a photographer doing doing work, that is your creation, mm-hmm. and. I think everybody knows about copyright. Right. Photographers know that the moment you press the shutter and you capture something tangible in some form, yeah. be it on film or a sensor, and it's stored in a in a some kind of storage drive, mm-hmm. that it is copyrighted by it's it's protected under your copyright. Mm-hmm. What people don't really understand is that that doesn't mean shit (laughs) i'm sorry until you register that copyright officially with the government now you are afforded all sorts of protections Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um the the biggest protection you get of course is is from someone stealing your work and using it without your license right so when you register something do you let's talk about a little bit about that process i mean we'll just deal with photography now like if someone has a shoot do they register every single photo or a set or talk about how a photographer would go about doing that for a bunch of images, maybe from it's, it's interesting. And this is part of what copyright reform is all about. Yeah. So, so let me, let me kind of step back from that question uh-huh. a little bit first, and maybe this will help the conversation. Yeah. Um, there are big changes afoot in the copyright laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and let me take a step further back, something that most people don't really understand is mm-hmm. um, our, our rights, copyrights, our, our rights to the work we create is protected under Article One, Section 8 of, of the Constitution. So most people don't really understand that. Mm-hmm. And in that, that article and section, Congress is charged with authorizing uh, creators, mm-hmm. be it you know, back then they wrote about it was if you, you know, more for written things mm-hmm. and photography wasn't yeah. invented. <laughs> right. So, um, but we have, we have constitutional protections and in that copyright was formed as part of the library of Congress. Mm-hmm. Think about that copyright. Mostly it was thought of, um, even in copyright reform over the, the decades thought of in writing. Yeah, you you write a book, and maybe you do uh, 
one or two or three books a year. Mm-hmm. Mostly people wouldn't write more than that. Mm-hmm. And you copyright the written word and a book is in the Library of Congress. Mm-hmm. Now, photography comes along and they weren't quite sure what to do with it. So they stuck it with the Library of Congress. Copyright office is still at the LOC. Now, with digital photography and so many more photographers, there's more and more work and it doesn't really fit with being in the Library of Congress. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the proposals that's out there, mm-hmm. and all of this is currently being investigated by the, the Creative Rights Caucus I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. in Congress, is what do we do to update right. the, the Copyright Office yeah. to the modern age? One of the proposals that, that I'm in favor of, that APA is in favor of, that, in fact, all of the organizations... Um, Graphic Artists Guild, PPA, ASMP, we, we're all in favor of having the, the Copyright Office become its own office. Mm-hmm. So it's funded, the, a director is appointed by the president. Yeah. Um, it's not under the guise of the Library of Congress. Right. That would be a huge step. Yeah. And, it, and it would give the Library of Congress a lot more leeway to set how things are done, mm-hmm. which brings us to one of the next parts, is right. how do you register your work? Yeah. Right now, it's it's a little bit confusing, right? Which keeps photographers from doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it we all of us like kind of the easy road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone I've talked to, they they have no idea about registering. They copyright is still alien to them. Yeah. So this will, you know, and and they're not alone. I was yeah, recently right. in a room with twelve photographers. Um, all experienced professionals, mm-hmm. I mean, at least in, in business for eight years or more. And I asked around the table, who here has copyrighted their work? I was the only one that raised my hand. Mm. Yeah, so you have people who know about it. Yeah. They know they should be doing it, but you know, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. So they don't do it. Right. So we're trying to figure out ways to get the laws changed to make it easier. Right, streamline the process. One of the really right? hard things is the Copyright Office requires you to register your work, whether it's in, in two ways, if it's published or unpublished. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, unpublished, it's actually quite easy. And you can you can do a thousand images at a time. I think one time I put together 500 images and sent them off to the Copyright Office, but they were all unpublished. Mm-hmm. You know, all my Blue Ridge work that I'd done and outtakes, everything, you know, you have to, everything has to be there. And, um, and it's one fee and you just pay that and you send it off and then they send you a certificate of registration. But if it's been published, then it has to be registered individually mm-hmm. and you have to include a copy of the publication. I mean, there's all these very confusing kind of rules that you have to do. Right. And one of the things that we're really working on trying to have this as part of this copyright reform is to do away with published unpublished. Right. Because what is unpublished and what's yeah. published anymore? Yeah. If yeah. I mean most of the work I do for a client in the digital world, you know, they they want it tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe a couple days, charge rush. I still try to do overnight yeah. processing yeah. with a rush yeah. charge, right? <laughs> yeah. But or you do your own shots. Mm-hmm. You're wandering around the city, you do some beautiful thing. I, I I have a blog called the uh, beautifulnyc.com and uh, there's another plug. No, yeah, please <laughs> go ahead. And 
I'll go out and shoot some nice little uh, thing I see around the city and put it up on the blog. And, you know, gee, is that published or unpublished? It's mm-hmm. kind of unclear. Right. So to be able to put your work into a workflow mm-hmm. that would be automatic that you can register yeah, there, there was even helpful. there was even someone I was reading about a while a little while ago, and someone was saying, "Oh, there's a Lightroom plugin." There is, yeah. And then someone was like, "Some of the people were saying, oh, it's kind of outdated and hasn't been updated.'" And but it, yeah, I mean, even that, you know, if it got to the point where you you could team up and say, "Okay, here's someone who's going to come up with this easy way, whether it's an action or um, you know a preset or a plugin to help." that process where you say, okay, here's the, let's just say 200 photos I, I, I took of whatever and mm-hmm. I edited them, I batch edited them and they're good to go. I'm either going to keep them or I'm going to put them on a site or I'm going to send them to a client. Well, okay. Part of that workflow is send them in to get registered yep. and it's just like a ticking off a box, yeah. you know, yeah. going through your workflow. And, but like you said, it, it's having the manpower and the resources to say, okay, we're going to not only maybe have like you said that copyright office have some division or department that just handles that you know whether it's a bunch of engineers and developers who happen to also have to be photographers and they're doing that and then they're going to say okay we're going to upkeep it we're going to if it breaks we're not going to just leave it there and that kind of thing and and that would be a huge benefit but again it's it's getting the resources because right now the way you're describing it i'm imagining some old lady in a basement in the Library of Congress who's like the only one working there. And it's like, yeah, I could see how easily they would be overwhelmed. And, and it would, you know, maybe an entire director and a structure would be best, you know? Yeah, that would be helpful. And, and it's certainly not just the little old lady in the bottom, in the basement of the Library of Congress, but, um, but it certainly needs to be streamlined. Right. Now, there are services that photographers can, can use. Um, if it's okay that I, I name drop, there's yeah, a, a sure. company out of Boston called Image Rights, Image Rights International. And um, they're actually helping us put on this event on December 2nd for APA New York, where mm-hmm. we will sit down and actually register work there and right. walk everyone through how to do it. Because once you've done it, like most everything, it's not that hard. Right. It's intimidating because it's a government website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think about, you know, Obamacare.com or whatever, usgov.com, oh <laughs> whatever, <laughs> healthcare.com. What a nightmare. Yeah, and it was. It was bad. The Copyright Office website is is um, not that bad, yeah. but it's still a government website. Right. So Image Rights has, has a service that you can subscribe to, and they have mm-hmm. the Lightroom plug-in. Mm-hmm. You put in your workflow, and exactly what mm-hmm. you said before, mm-hmm. Jose, was you, you've got, you just hit the button, and it sizes everything. And you send it off to yeah. the Library of Congress. Done. You didn't think about it. Right now, other people, especially uh, high volume producers, mm-hmm. um, sometimes they'll they'll hire interns yeah, to, to or just have staff right, that just, just do, that. do copyright registration. Right. Do you do you think it? You would tell photographers to register everything they take, or do you think there's a there's a cutoff where maybe you don't have to worry about it? What? Well, you know. I'll give you my take on sure, that. Sure, of course. And because I don't register everything, right? Yeah. Because you know, I do. I do a lot of portraits for corporations. I guess right? it depends on your intention. Well, the intent. To me, it depends on the work. Yeah. So, so I shoot 
um, a portrait of the CEO of, of some company. Yeah. And I'm usually working through the, the um, communications department or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they'll come to me and go, hey, you know, we're stuck. We're, we got an awards ceremony for, you know, Bob and we want to get some photos. Nobody thought about it. Can you come tomorrow night and take pictures of Bob getting an award? I don't like to say no to clients. Right. Uh-huh. You know, so I, doing that type of thing might not be my favorite thing to do. Right. But I can do it. Right. I'm actually good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't show it on my website. Exactly. Um, right, right, right. Most people don't know I do that. Yeah. But I... I Again, it's the relationship. Yeah. You don't want to say no. No, exactly. And, and to be honest, I don't care how good they are or how creative they are. If you had an entire website of event coverage, I'm, I'm falling asleep just thinking about it. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So there is a bunch of things where you go, I'll shoot it to shoot it, to develop the rapport, to build that relationship. But it's and, not and going on. Rent. Right. It's not mm-hmm. going on my site. It's not going to my book. Right. You know, but that's fine. So, you know, I don't copyright those. Cause yeah. Who's going to rip it off? You know, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Maybe if maybe if that particular award winner, um, you know, does something newsworthy, then somebody might steal the picture and put it in, yeah. the, in the New York Post or something. Right, but, right, right. So the chances of that slip. Basically, what I get from it is how I feel. If if you think it's going to attract attention, maybe to your website, to your work, anything, register it. If you know it's kind of, I don't want to say a throwaway shot. I don't know. Yeah, that's, one, that's one. kind of my thinking. Yeah. I mean, if. If there's something that I think will will have interest in a larger world, yeah, then uh, yeah, copyright it. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. All right, so listen, Ron, I know it's hard to believe, but we're coming up to an hour already. Time, oh, yeah, wow. time flies, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're gonna do a couple, and some of the stuff we already kind of talked about, but we're gonna do a, a couple more questions, kind of like a, a lightning round, you know, round. Yeah, where, can I yeah. mention one more thing about sure. copyright that, that sure. APA is working hard to mm-hmm. do? Um, that's that most people again don't know, and I'll go quick on this mm-hmm. is copyright when there's an infringement. You know, photographers, even if you, you know, if you don't copyright it, you don't have recourse. Most lawyers mm-hmm. won't even take because they know they can't make any right. money out of it. Right. Yeah. Copyright infringement is a federal offense, which means you have to go to federal court. So mm-hmm. that ups the ante. You have to have a lawyer. They're going to charge a lot of money. Right. Yeah. Um, unless you think you can recoup $30,000 or more, it's not even worth going after. Mm-hmm. So right. one of the things that we're exploring is and trying to get the Copyright Office to talk about, or actually this, the Congressional Caucus, mm-hmm. is implementing some sort of small claims court for mm. creative people. Yeah. yeah. So now there's some pluses and minus to this. Right. But most of the time... Like I've had work infringed, but yeah, it was yeah. like three thousand right. dollars. I'm not going to take them to, court. to federal court <laughs> for three grand. over three grand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the problem is, corporations know this. Yeah, they have actually built in not not everybody, but some big corporations have built in the risk profile to go. You know what? Let's just use that image. Chances are they won't see it. If they do, chances are it's not registered. And, you know, maybe they write a complaint, have a lawyer write a letter, and we end up paying what we would have paid anyway. Right. And so there's there's no downside for a corporation to rip you off. No, yeah. man, that's the sad part. Right. And it's, it's uh, you know the name Noam Galal? Yeah, yeah. So Noam is a friend of mine, oh. and he used to work at AOL with my brother. And we started talking, and he's actually going to be on the show coming up. Oh, cool. But he's, a, I mean, you can imagine if you heard of The Scream. 
everyone, his, <laughs> his story, I mean, it's still on like, you know, book covers, uh, graffiti all over the world. And that was the biggest hurdle for him was right. people go, oh, I want to go after everyone. I go, in other countries, you know how hard it is in the U.S., let alone trying to track someone down in, in the Middle East or in South America or, or everywhere else. It's, like, it's it's not possible. Yeah. So the one thing he did was he just kind of embraced it and started its own site and and kind of, you know, just started raising awareness around it in hopes that, you know, it would it would kind of bring uh, attention to the topic. But I mean, yeah, I'm I'm excited to have him on because that was yeah. a huge thing that people talked about for years. Absolutely. And it was and, and you think about what it was, right? A throwaway shot. Yeah. I would not think to send in a self portrait of me that I put on Flickr with like the pictures <laughs> of my cat. I would not think that that would be a photo that people would then manipulate and, and put all over everything. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole nother hour we could talk about yeah. things like that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Richard Prince oh, ripping man. off the Instagram photos oh. and selling ninety thousand dollar pieces of artwork. Yeah, but that's you know, that's like I said, there's another hour. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, we could go a whole day about copyrights, and I won't even say we could start touching about doing free work. That's oh, <laughs> don't get me started. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were wrong. talking earlier about about paying the rent. Right? Yeah, yeah right. exactly, exactly. But like you said, I mean, we could, we could have it back on. You know, yeah. so next time we're in New yeah. York, we'll just and that's one thing we're we're exploring is uh, is picking topics, like uh, and just having a couple pe- people as like a panel, and then just oh, all yeah. kind of having like a roundtable discussion, a free about for all. It. Yeah. Oh my God, it'd be all, like the View, but more fun. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you, don't, you don't think the View is fun? Uh, eh. So uh, last couple of questions, yeah. we have one here, and I know you kind of spoke about it a little bit earlier, but are what's some exciting events you have coming up? for community relations in terms of like APA or anything like that. Yeah. So I did mention that we tend to do something every, every month mm-hmm. or a couple things, the Apple things mm-hmm. where, where we've instituted a happy hour after yeah. the, after the talk. And the name of that, the, the one the at the Apple stores. Apple image makers. Yeah. And you know, all of this information you can find on our website, mm-hmm. which is the www apany.com mm-hmm. okay. and you can also go there and in the top right is a little button that says join because gee jose <laughs> <laughs> how, how many months have you been telling me you're gonna <laughs> yeah i <laughs> it's true. No, no no but you know what it's funny it's true i mean and it was something we talked about before we started was you know i'm sitting there and i had the the, the coupon code you gave me yeah. photo plus and i'm going Ah oh, shit! I gotta do that before I go to New York. Because imagine I go talk to Ron and I didn't even do it yet, and then I feel yeah, kind of bad. I'm, I'm not offended, but it does remind me of one other thing. Let me say this: sure. going back to the copyright part, that's important. Mm-hmm. And I know we have a great audience here, and it's not just photographers. And around copyright, as I said before, it's geared toward everyone who creates. Yeah. Right. So it's really the uh, angry mil- uh, millennial shows audience mm-hmm. that I'm talking to. Get involved. I don't care if it's APA. Well, I do. I want you to join APA. <laughs> but join the Graphic Artist Guild. Right. Join whatever there is for painters mm-hmm. or writers or, you know, um, because to Congress, who are the ones that make the laws and change the laws, numbers count. Yeah. yeah. And so we have nationally, APA has a little over 2,000 members. So when we go, like I was in the, down in Washington last yeah. week, I tell them, I'm here as the chairman, co-chairman of APA New York. We have 440 members. If I could go to the guy and say, we have 
a thousand members. We have twelve hundred members. He he would you know, right. take a little more notice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So get involved. Most organizations have different levels you can be involved, mm-hmm. like APA. You can be a member. Yeah, there's, like five, there's like you know, five levels. Yeah, fifty right. bucks. You <laughs> know, to, to, as, as a contributing member, up to professionals. You know, mm-hmm. so most of that is according to what different level benefits you want. Right. But the important thing is is grassroots creators. Right. All of us. Mm-hmm. Our voice needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. And we're the ones that never say anything. We're too right. busy creating. Right. But Congress needs to hear from us. Mm-hmm. And I was in a meeting a couple months ago here in New York with um, all the big lawyers from uh, VH1, from MTV, oh, wow. from mm. Viacom. I mean... There's 20 people around a boardroom table. I was the only guy not wearing a tie. <laughs> so there's all lawyers. Right. And they even said, we need to hear from the grassroots people. Right. So I know I went off on a tangent, but I forgot to say that before, and it's hugely important. So get involved with your organization, whatever one you choose. It's important that creators be heard. Right. So Yeah, because like you said, yeah, there's, there's, there's power in numbers. Absolutely. And, you know what I mean? And, and that's what you know? Congress listens to. They don't, mm-hmm. they, you know. We, yeah. know. we know there's plenty of photographers out there now. So we got, yeah. we got two left and <laughs> yeah. they're kind of deep, but we're going to keep the answers to like a minute. All right? So this is, this is kind of... <laughs> the speed round. It's going to flex your creativity. Um, so if you could not share your work with anyone, would you still take photographs and create art? I, I, it's a great question, mm-hmm. but I think absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, you know, I, I, I work for clients. Mm-hmm. I make a living and I love doing that. Yeah. It's I'm a people person. I get to meet people. I get to meet people. You know, I shoot celebrities and CEOs yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. But on my own walking around town on the weekend, I still have a camera with me. Mm-hmm. I'm still taking pictures. I take a lot of pictures nobody ever sees. Yeah, like, you know, right. someday maybe, but I yeah. they they kind of they kind of take. Yeah, you have you have an archive of great yeah, shots. The, that one well, day. someday yeah, I'll get right. to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is I've taken a lot of photos just in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've and they're still there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's things yeah. where I I didn't have the right lens. I didn't. And for me, a lot of times it's sunsets. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a sunset <laughs> sucker. Yeah. But if I can't take a great picture, I would rather just sit down and enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah, yeah. Be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that photo is up here in my head. Yeah. That's so. so good. Have you seen Walter Mitty, that movie? I haven't, no. There was, it's, oh, it's great, it. yeah. yeah. There's, okay. there's this one, um, Sean Penn, he plays a photographer, and Walter Mitty is trying to find him to, like, find this negative. But they're in the mountains, and he's been tracking this one, like, wild cat for, like, months. Called the ghost cat. Yeah, the oh. ghost cat. And he finally sees it, and he turns his camera off. It it, it was it being a photographer. Yeah, it was very he, deep to the point yeah. where I felt like a hack. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> it, you, you, exactly what you just said. He goes, sometimes I see it, and I decide I'd rather enjoy the moment. Yeah, and not let the camera get in the way. And I was yeah, like, it's oh. great. That's why some like like you just said. Sometimes I try to make a conscious effort just to leave my camera at home. Right, because you get so involved, especially with you know. Your phone, social media. I was going to say, you always have a camera exactly, with you. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know. no, and, and that's important. I, I was in Antarctica a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. which is an awesome place to go and do photos. And, yeah. and um, there was a guy there, and I remember 
we were photographing a, uh, a leopard seal on an ice floe and he hit the motor drive. He must've taken a thousand <laughs> pictures and I took maybe 10. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I mean, cause I could have reached out and slapped this thing. <laughs> and we're that frigging close. And it's got teeth, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, but that would be a moment <laughs> in that moment. And you know, that that'll be with, it's the experience, right? right. A yeah, lot yeah. of what we do is experience. So anyway, yeah. Put your phone down once yeah. in a while. I, it was really funny that I went to see the Pope when he was here mm-hmm. in central park Yeah, and the, the Pope starts coming. Nobody saw the Pope unless oh, no. you're in the front row. Exactly. They, they all, all put their phones, phones over their head and, and iPad. And, and it's like, are you kidding me? Good thing I'm tall. So yeah. I did yeah, the yeah, same yeah. thing. I got a, a nice picture. Actually. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I couldn't see him because I could only see phones. Right. Yeah. And it's <laughs> anyway, next question. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no worries. Long. No worries. Um, so last but not least, who's someone that you would like to hear us talk to? Yeah, you know, you you guys have already had some good people on and and I, I love that you're you're not just talking to photographers. Mm-hmm. But um, I did think of of somebody that that came to mind, or maybe it's a maybe it's a a, a genre of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the very, very early days of my career, I did some stringer work for the Associated Press, and I was always impressed with those, you know, the war correspondent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like like yeah. the Magnum, the Magnum guys yeah, at Crème de la Crème. And photojournalists in general oh, yeah. for if, what if they If you do. haven't seen it, I didn't mean to cut you off, but there's an HBO uh, miniseries called Witness. No, it's all about it. photojournalism, specifically like war photojournalism. Amazing. But I'm gonna check it out. Check I, it out, yeah. It makes some, you question why you have a camera. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I I did some stringer work uh, for the AP, uh, based out of Vienna, Austria, and wow. I had an opportunity to go into conflict zones, and I uh, gave it some thought, and because um, that's that's how you make a name in that end yeah. of the business, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I, I kind of came to the conclusion that I'm allergic to bullets. <laughs> so uh, I never went that direction. Yeah, you, and I, you I chose went, life. Yeah. You know, I, I went to commercial photography instead. Yeah, yeah. And it was a good decision for me. But I, I, I love those guys. And I was so, what made me want to even entertain that idea was a book by David Hume Kennerly, who mm-hmm. later, you know, Vietnam War photographer, uh, phenomenal photographer, later became White House press photographer, mm-hmm. or White House photographer mm-hmm. under, I think it was Jimmy Carter. Um, and and I, he recently just came out with a book. He spent an entire year just taking pictures with his iPhone. Oh, wow. So, I mean, oh, he's cool. still working, yeah. doing cool things. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, so he, he came to mind when, uh, when awesome. you asked that question. That would be great. He came to mind. But uh, photojournalists in general, yeah. just cool guys. Definitely. You know? Yeah, they're definitely the... I don't want to say unsung heroes, but they're not the types that, you know, if you sit there and say, okay, name the five photographers you you, you know. Yeah. For most people, I bet you none of them are photojournalists, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, probably not, I yeah. especially laymen. But um, I got into photography probably because I love to travel, and mm-hmm. I've been fortunate to be all over the world on assignments. Um, but those guys really travel. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I think that's so cool because, yeah. Yeah. look, we're, we're on this life we're on this planet for experiences. Yeah. I think the meaning yeah. of life for me is experience. Have yeah. fun and have yeah. experiences, right? For sure, yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and those guys have experiences, yeah. and it'd be cool to hear their stories. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Well, you know what, Ron? I promise you, one of the next photographers we'll talk to, we'll make sure it's a a, a photojournalist who's got some 
some great stories to share with us. Well, sooner awesome. or later, and I'll hear because I'll be listening. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> Thanks listen. so much, Ron. Thanks great for taking guys. the Thank time you. out today. Thanks for getting us this, uh, you know, the room in this office. Um, it's a great part of the city that we're able to check out, and yeah. uh, we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks so much. Great. Thanks. All right.